Okay, guys, so, like, just, you know, I'm going to do my, my Mario voice again. Okay, yeah. Wahoo! What's up, listeners? Welcome to <laughs> Predator vs. Movies. I'm Mario. Just kidding, guys. I'm Alex. And I'm Luigi. Wait, I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. Oh, oh, I'm Aiden. <laughs> Sorry. Were you doing a toad over there, Aiden? <laughs> uh, this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deep discussion of the film. And then we're going to ask the most important question. Would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? This week, we're going to be reviewing the Super Mario Bros. movie. Uh, before we get into that, we have some news. So, Shrek 5 is in development, and the voice cast from the original se- uh, film series are in discussions to return. And amid those discussions, somebody said we should have a donkey spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's my, he's my favorite. As a, as a Shrek hater, Donkey is my favorite character from it. Shrek hater? I don't like yeah. Shrek. I've never liked Shrek. I love Since Shrek. I- even when I was a little kid, I was like, this guy's ugly and gross, and I don't support him. <laughs> <laughs> it was is... just like never a kid, you know? It was just like a lot of hate Childhood, energy from what is that? <laughs> this will just be in, in hating on kids' things today. Um, I saw a take that was like, the reason why Puss in Boots works is because that is like, like Zorro, and Zorro is like a character that definitively works. Donkey is a comedic side character. This is not going to work. I'm, I do have my doubts. I don't think, I don't know if it'll work. Wait, speaking of a uh, voice cast returning, did we ever cover there's going to be a Scott Pilgrim animated animated series on uh, Netflix? Uh, we didn't okay. cover it, but I did hear about that. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yes, be that was cool. Specifically but, anime. Yeah, but that one everyone's returning, which is sick. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, but also for the Donkey spinoff, I think it's interesting that they're capitalizing off of the recent donkey love um yo oh Jenny, yeah, yeah the donkey yeah. from banshees yeah. you're like we're just in a a donkey yeah. era right now the donkey golden age yeah yeah uh other news about animated series i suppose is that yeah. we're getting after the long wait is over <laughs> after a short seven years we are getting the live action moana yeah wow that's awesome that's what we needed yeah, they didn't even do Frozen first. Like yeah. that's what you would think would come first. No, it's, please, that was please like don't. A year do or two older. Well, they shouldn't be doing just, any of this. To be no, they shouldn't. Yeah. But... It's awful. I'm just really surprised that after so many attempts, Disney hasn't realized that people don't want this live action stuff. But I guess like it has Some to be selling. Do. No, that's really? the issue. Is that it, they it's make a well shit ton of office, money. Right? They yeah, make so yeah. much money. Because yeah, people yeah. are stupid. <laughs> they they people pay are, money like, to see. Yeah. yeah, I hate. I hate. I I'm gonna be a big hater. This <laughs> You're <episode>. big hater <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, I um, hate that. And man, it just seems like the Rock is just tr- like grasping yeah. at straws to make money, and I and I really he, don't like him. Ever since his failed power grab of the DC universe. The yeah. power hierarchy of the Disney yeah. universe is about to change. <laughs> yeah. He's going to blow us all away with his live-action Moana. Anyways, this week was a big, big, big week for trailers. We got like sure did. like six trailers. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, I think I don't really have them in an order, but I think the first ones this week were maybe Blue Beetle was first. Yeah, I I think Secret, thereabouts. Secret Invasion was first. No? That was also I think early. That was on a Sunday. So, 
Okay, so whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's okay, so we're blue... just going the list order here. We're so blue blue this. beetle, yeah. fuck you, I'm starting wherever <laughs> I want. Blue beetle is um the latest DC film. It's uh it was supposed to be from the old canon, but I think they probably won't have an issue translating it to the new canon. I don't think it's gonna have any cameos. Yeah, it looks and pretty self contained. It's yeah. uh it's a Latino led project. Um the character is Latino. I, think he's mexican but i'm not sure um what did you guys think about that trailer i honestly i think i don't know i really i don't want to come in with like overwhelmingly negative energy but i was like this looks kind of cool and i liked this character i watched um young justice i used to watch that show and i liked the character in that but this kind of looks like a cw show man like my my initial comment i didn't tweet this but my initial comment was this looks like it's, it has ms marvel energy yeah like the, the back half of the episodes that weren't good yeah um not not really either neither of those things are really good compliments yeah so i'm not excited <laughs> uh, i do think that like the trailer turns around enough that i was like oh some of these ideas seem intriguing there's like i think there's like enough for me that i'm like this looks like for example better than shazam oh or, yeah you know like i don't know i think maybe there's something there but i i th- the way i described it to peter was i think this will be about the same quality as like a good disney channel movie okay. like i don't think it's not going to exceed expectations <laughs> yeah. by any standard sure yeah i just i just feel really bad for because i know a lot of people were hoping a blue beetle movie will happen for a long time and now they're finally doing the movie the movie it might not be the best when it comes to quality or production value like the final sequence where he was messing around with the suit was really cool in my opinion like where he pulled out like, like the, sword the huge stuff. sword and stuff like that was, that was really cool but that's like cool anywhere but and also judging from the trailer the plot of this movie is going to be the most predictable ever yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> ms marvel it's gonna be ms yeah. marvel energy really yeah yeah um I don't know. Like, I think there were parts of the trailer where I was like, oh, that seems fun. Like, like when he's transforming and his family is all there, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, usually the family doesn't know. Sure. It's like a secret for like a Oh, really yeah, that's time. true. That's a really good point. And yeah. instead, it's like like an exorcist moment and they're all like, ah! <laughs> like freaking out. I thought that was yeah. fun. It was, it was charming. Yeah. Uh, anyway, shortly thereafter, we got another superhero trailer uh, for Secret Invasion. We had just talked about it the day yeah. before on the pod. Uh, because they had released some stills and now we've got a, a full trailer first full trailer um i'm so excited for this show i know aiden's a skeptic. no i actually think the trailer looks cool think, okay <laughs> this one actually I was, in, I was enticed by the trailer today the yeah, that, that's the little bit that's the morsel <laughs> of positivity you get yeah peter what did you think about this trailer so i uh, i don't know if you guys remember there's a scene where talos confronts like a like a squirrel uh, and like everyone you around, already him. lost me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn, who is yeah. oh, okay. Ben Mendelsohn, okay. confronts. Is it uh, Regé Jean Page? The wait, he was in the guy? show. That's him. Oh, I is it him or is it the him. other guy? Is I don't think Kingsley? that's him. Maybe it's King, um, the son of Bridgerton. I mean, well, when, when why, uh, while Alex is checking, when they were, uh, they were uh, okay, I was wrong. It's Kingsley Benadir. That's my okay. Mind. So oh, when God. they were confronting each other, I purposely paused the frame to watch the background characters transform into the Kingsley guy, and that was a sick sequence. Like that was actually 
well done, not really cringe, and uh, done very well. Uh, the only thing that Alex and I were discussing is I just hope they give a very good reason and Alex had a very good reason for why the Avengers are not involved in this. And Alex told me that because, you know, they can transform into anybody, you can't trust literally anyone, which I thought was yeah. great. As long as we get that out of the way, I think the show is self-contained and grounded enough and with such a stacked cast that as long as the writing is good, can't go wrong, you know? But also very excited to see Everett K. Ross appearing again. Yeah. was like, bro. <laughs> it was the Black Panther white guy. Yeah. Martin. Oh, is Mar- Martin uh Martin Steve Oh, fuck, which is which? Martin, Steve Martin. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Both of them are playing Everett K. Ross. And it's neither of him. It's neither of them. Martin Freeman. Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. Yes. Um, man, can't wait to see him come back. Do you think Do you think Elaine from Seinfeld is in there? I hope so. I, I pray, yeah. There's like a really good chance, unfortunately. And, and I, I still am hoping that she is Elaine. That like, it's not just She's Julia Louis-Dreyfus playing another character. It's she Elaine. stopped being a goofy little guy. And just <laughs> became a CIA. <laughs> that tracks. That sounds she broke like up with Putty and joined the CIA or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I think that this series will be focusing on kind of like regular people is really exciting to me um and i just i love espionage thrillers so like this seems right up my alley um and it seems like we actually are going to get the super scrolls which are the scrolls that have been genetically modified to have the powers of superheroes Mm. um because most scrolls don't most scrolls can just shapeshift and so there's some that are like display stretchy powers so i think I'm, i'm glad that they're not holding back i guess Wait, you know, so like they're going to be physically challenged and mentally challenged at the same time. Yep. Okay, that sure. joke didn't work. That joke did not work. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know, mentally challenged because, you know, who is real, who is fake, and physically right. challenged, they're super squirrels. But, it's not a joke, but okay. Um, <laughs> one thing I did notice, uh, Nick Fury has, like, a new grave, which is weird. Oh yeah. Do you oh, is that remember? not the same one? It's not the same grave. Like right, not yeah. even close. Really? It's, yeah. Like it, it's in like a pine forest, like coniferous trees. Blown up. I don't know. Maybe it was weird. He's in like a completely different place. I thought um, it's like a Winter Soldier callback. Okay, never mind. It's supposed to be, but they <laughs> did not use the same cemetery. Um. Anyways, that's a small nitpick. I'm yeah. very excited for that series. Um. I don't remember what came next. Uh, but if we want to move on to series, oh, okay. I was gonna say, speaking of Disney Plus series, uh, but oh, one, sure. that, one that I'm not excited for. <laughs> sure, let's do that. Okay, is, so uh, the Ahsoka show that's coming it's, out. It's Star Wars celebration this weekend, and so we're getting a bunch of Star Wars news. And yes, Ahsoka is getting <laughs> her own TV show. We knew about this for a while, but we got yeah. the first trailer. It looks terrible. I it's very can't, bad. I can't lie. <laughs> and I, I'm, a, I really like the Clone Wars series, <clears throat> and I really like the character of Ahsoka, but I think this show is going to be shite. Like, it's I, I get this so bad. I okay. So I don't know if you guys seen Rebels, but like, uh, yeah. a huge point of the show is to bring back <laughs> the Rebels character in their live action form, and at least like from what I can see, the reconstruction of Lothar in uh, live action looks great. The loath are the loath cats somehow are not cringe, which is also a plus. 
and then lastly, Thrawn is in this show. So, uh, and it's actually getting played and voiced by the same guy that voiced him in Rebels, which I thought did a fantastic job. It's Laz Mikkelsen. It's uh, Matt Mikkelsen's brother. Oh, really? And uh, and he he just has the voice nailed down. The same last name, so yeah. Yeah. But I'm very intrigued though because in an era where this sort of stoic, the more uh, the more sort of calm, collected, like more thinking type of villain is sort of a trendy thing nowadays. Like we see Giancarlo Esposito playing like so many versions of that across so many different universes. Uh, I wonder how Thrawn is gonna like work in a universe. Uh, well, in in a time like this, where the villain such as Thrawn is now more common. So mm. I um, bet there's, you know what? I bet there's going to be a scene where there's like a child that is surprisingly introduced in the show. Like in the first episode, there's going to be a child. <laughs> and, and, so then, an and, then, and then Thrawn is going to be like chasing after the child oh in a forest God. and he's going to be stopped by yeah. tree branches. Yeah. That's my oh guess. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> dude, that's like, this, I don't, I don't know how they, they managed to make every, all of this shit looks like fan films all the time. Yeah, like constantly. Yeah. Like that's that's the energy I'm getting from this trailer. It's giving Obi Wan energy, Boba Fett yeah. energy. So I, I just I really hope not bad because the cast of characters is actually great. And uh, from what we've seen in the trailer, there's actually like a lot of interesting uh, lightsaber characters. Like the the costuming lightsaber characters. The, the sure, costuming like... of the of the of the red. I don't I don't think they're Sith to be honest. Um, but like the costume of them and their like, their blades all look very unique. Which I'm the Inquisitors, and there's I don't think they're Inquisitors. There was like a scene it's, similar it's too to too late, the, I think. Yeah. It's, it's oh far. yeah. When does the series take place? It's still before New Hope, right? It's Mando timeline. Yeah, it's Mando oh. time. So it's post Empire. Um, oh. Okay. And there's an uh, there's this I'll just call bad Force user doing like a Vader esque scene in uh, in um, in one of the Rebel ships, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was like. Why you're doing the Rogue One scene? Yeah, right. It's why very the Rogue One scene. Because they're like, "Hey, remember this? Yeah, remember this? you remember liked it. <laughs> Here's more." It's all it's all media yeah. these days. But well, I hope it's good. Like it's coming out really soon. And Peter, um, I I I swear to you, this will be like the newest worst thing you've ever seen, dude. It's you've been wrong be before. Good. You told me to be hype about Mario. <laughs> that's true i was wrong one week ago yeah. so i have a great track record great track record but, okay, but I, anyways, let's, there's let's no way on. it's gonna be good i also think just like like you said like it's so great to see the rebels characters in live action why you yeah know, let, i would prefer an animated ahsoka show that would be so let them funny. like if they're created for animation like it it feels like you're not respecting the animation genre yeah. where you're like oh it's only valid if it's been translated to live action it's like no well i'm very happy to see uh, i'm very good. happy to see thrawn at least like, sure whatever i, like, I i've heard I thrawn is cool so like I'll, I'll see it but i don't think it'll be a good show yeah. uh, anyways let's move on more st- uh not star wars um lucasfilm we got the new yep. final trailer for indiana jones and the dial of destiny um, I also am getting a feeling that this will not be good. Yeah, I, I was skeptical from skeptical. the beginning, and I'm still yeah. like, mm, I don't know. After, you know what? After Mario, I'm more hedging my bets on negative things yeah. now. Like I'm like, <laughs> this is more likely to be bad than it is to be good. So I just feel like, actually, I saw a really good analysis where this is the first Indiana Jones movie that's 
created by someone who wasn't part of the original thing. Right. So instead of being the Spielberg. latest from the Spielberg mind of Spielberg, yeah. it's this is someone who's reflecting off of those things. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be like a Force Awakens, basically. Mm-hmm. And we remember how much we love that movie. So I like that um, movie, but yeah. I it's like it's it. one of my favorites of the sequel series, but I don't, it's not that good. Like I think no, I, it's, I would, I would never go to bat for it too hard, but I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So like, I, I just get the feeling watching this trailer that it's not going to be great. Um, also, is there time travel in this movie? Yeah. I saw you tweet that, but yeah, I don't yeah. know what you're referring to in the trailer. The dial of destiny. They're like, I'm going to like change history and like make hitler win or something like like the way they talk about it sounds like they never explicitly say i'm going back in time to change the course of history but they say things that are like a little too close to that that i was like are we doing time travel (laughs) like uh seems like that might be the case and i think that's very weird but i mean this is not the first time indiana jones has had mysticism in it that's true even from the first one, there's crazy, unexplainable things happening. So it's it's on it's part of the lore, honestly, for yeah. there to be some unexplainable magic kind of thing. So I guess time travel it is. Yep. Um anyways, what did you guys think about Indiana Jones? I already said I don't think you it said, looks good. Peter? Honestly, I was more excited when the the first trailer came out. Yeah, I've lost excitement. Okay. Uh, next yep. we have a trailer for uh, segment. Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> What's it called? Wait, Spider-Verse Spider- into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, spider I think it's into the Spider-Guys. I think it's Spider-Man it's across, across the, the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is the first full trailer. Yeah. Um, the first thing we saw was a teaser. This looks good. Yeah, I'm actually excited some... for this. Um, they, I don't know if you saw, but they recreated the uh, Spider-Man meme. Yep. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, though, I I I agree. Can we drop it? But I actually think the the specific detail of zooming out into an extreme wide and everyone's like you 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 like I think they're at least escalating it to a somewhat more funny place. Yeah, at the very least. I well, I think the the other thing is there are only so few opportunities where you can actually do a Spider-Man meme on film. Uh, I don't think did they do just it for No Way Home? You, just because you have the opportunity to do it doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. you should. It's it's cringy. I think it's still like, funny. It's, like, they did I it in the first Spider Verse. They did it in No Way Home. And did they? Do they it sorted. They sorted. They did it. No, they did it a little bit. There's a. Oh, it's like it's my mask. Is your mask? When no, there's the a mask? shot where they're literally like they're all pointing at each other, and that's uh, what it was. Yeah. Okay. It's. I don't find it funny. I think it might have found it funny in 2018, but that sure. meme is so old that I'm yeah. like, I'm over it. It's it's that but idea honestly, of like though, trying to connect to meme culture that never works. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's that. I think they can never top what they did as the post credit for um for the for the original Into the Spider Verse film though. That was so funny. I think I think that worked. That worked for me. It was, but I think what was funny about it was. The incongruity of Mike Miguel O'Hara, yeah. Isaac's character, being like so angry, but also just like, no, like, no, you're me. <laughs> like, you know, like he was, he was committing to it, and this just feels too referential. And like, hey, we should do sure, that in sure. the last movie. You know, 
Yeah. But I'm I mean, still, the rest. I'm, I'm still a fan. So the rest of the trailer looks good. I think it's no. people have been theorizing it. It does seem to be like the idea that all these Spider-Man, like the connection they have, is that they have experienced tragedy, and I think the idea is that um, Miles hasn't. You know, he has both his parents, and he's dating Spider Gwen. So well, I mean, his uncle been... is dead, right? Oh, did he yeah. die? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, so, but but Peter Parker never has parents, so that is still. Anyways, yeah. so there's a theory that it'll be something about that, or like, there's some like idea of like what Spider Man has to be, yeah. and they're gonna be like, you're not a proper Spider Man unless you blank, which is a continuation off of the themes of the first movie, and I think that's yeah. great. So yeah, I think that's I, a really good explanation. Yeah, it'll be really exciting, uh, and then. I mean, guys, the most exciting trailer we got Hell all week. Yeah. We got the first full trailer for Barbie. And this is like probably my most anticipated movie of the year. No cap. Yes. This, this looks so fun. <laughs> you guys don't have to agree with me. But like, <laughs> no, I'm, excited. I, I, I'm, I'm excited too. I thought Peter was going to say something. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it too. I don't think I'm, I am not as like head over heels going crazy for it, but I, I'll be there. I'll be there when it comes You'll to the You'll be there. I'll be there. Is it? Are you are you an Oppenheimer guy or a Barbie guy? Which one's which one are you? I doing think I'm first? more excited for Barbie, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm very there hyped for the double feature. I'm doing the double yeah, feature. You know? Me too. Yeah. Um, there's so many great things about the trailer. Like I love the shot everyone's talking about where she's got the slippers on and then she yeah. or the slippers the high heels and she takes it off and she's still got the Barbie heel thing. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, Ryan Gosling as Ken is like unhinged a little yeah. bit, like a little bit scary. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Um, I just and like the dialogue as if it's written by a kid is really smart. Yeah, like, we're boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, can we say? Can I stay over? Why? Honestly, I'm not really sure. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Um, and it seems like it's going to be one of those ones where like they go to the real world and yeah, you know, I think the plot will. Not necessarily be predictable. I think it'll be something you've seen before, but yeah. I think I they will have. Something I think they'll have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll be like more of a, not a maybe not a satire, but like, you know, like they know what they're doing, and like yeah. you've seen this before, and they play off of that idea. So I think that'll be really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this will be a great movie. Peter it's, seems less excited. Yo, it's Greta Gerwig. She hasn't She's missed great. yet. Yeah. She hasn't missed yet, so I don't think she's going to miss with this one. Uh, but honestly, like, I don't think trailer-wise, though, this is not the best Barbie trailer. The first Barbie trailer is just too good. Okay, okay. The <laughs> teaser, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was like, I are really you talking about, like, like, I thought you were talking about trailers for, like, other Barbie movies, like, <laughs> oh, actual no, no, no. Barbie movies. I, think, I genuinely think the, that Barbie trailer is just too good. Like, It was a strong teaser. It's sure. a very strong teaser, and then and then it's it's it do, it did what a teaser trailer is supposed to do, right? It showed you very little, but got you very excited for the film. Yeah. So um, I really like that first teaser. I think this one is just a lot of silly and goofy goofiness. It's a lot of silly which, and goofy, which is what the movie is supposed to be. But mm-hmm. you know, just love the first trailer too much. So, I just like yeah. to remind everyone as well that this is co-written by Noah Baumbach, and I find that yeah. fact so funny. Yeah, um, you know, anyways. you know, I think I think they're dating or they're engaged. I they're, think. Married. they're married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that has been the case yeah. for a long time. Yeah, 
Anyways, uh, Aiden, we did a movie. Are you ready to read off some names? We sure did do a movie. We watched a movie called Mario. It was directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelinek. Uh, it was written by Matthew Fogel, and it stars Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen. Who is he? He's Cranky Kong, which oh. is, by the way, an insane name. I, I, it must be the lore, because, like, what a, that is what what a called, silly sure. name, Cranky Kong. Yeah, is that yeah. Uh, that's King Kong? That's Donkey Kong's dad, right? Why wouldn't you call him King Kong? <laughs> For example, <laughs> why is his name Cranky? That's <laughs> so I find that so silly. But anyways, anyway, continue. the run runtime is an hour thirty-two, and the budget is a hundred million. Where'd that go? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, before we get into movie, we have a game we play every week. It's called Predacritic. Uh, basically, on the internet, you can find this little website called the Metacritic, and they have an average score from critics only of a movie, and it's out of 100. If it's 60 or above, it's like green. If it's 80 or above, it's must see. If it's uh, like 60 to like 45, maybe it's yellow. <laughs> and if it's below that, it's red. We don't really know how this works. Um, and we are going to guess where the Super Mario Bros. movie lands in that metric. Yeah. And first up for the guess is Peter. Ooh. Where do you think Mario lands? I'm going to go with a Ron Tomato score. I think it's around a 40 for Ron Tomato. So I'm going to say 42. 42. Okay. Uh, next is myself. Um, yeah, let's go. I I know it's pretty low. Like I I saw, yeah. <laughs> Make a guess. Make a guess. I'm gonna go with forty five. Okay, forty two and forty five. Very I'm high. very glad you guys went first because I honestly had no benchmark and I'm really clouded by my own hatred of this movie. Dude, just um, get a give it a zero, man. It's okay. I I'm gonna give this. Uh, you said forty two and forty five. No. I'm going to say 43. <laughs> well, that was a poor choice because it looks like I win. You yeah. got a 47 on Metacritic. Oh, okay. Um, oof, honestly, that might be a bit high for this I movie. think that's too high. That's, that's too, too high. high. <laughs> yeah. It's not that good. Um, so as the winner, I think that means I get to go first. So this movie was um, not enjoyable, like almost at all. There's a long span of time where they're trying to be funny and tell jokes. And it's one of those movies where I was staring at it straight faced being like, that's literally not funny. Like, <laughs> try again. Um, there's uh, like, like I didn't get no value out of it. There were certain times I laughed, but a lot of the time it was more like I was watching this with a friend of the show, show Sasha. And a lot of the times like, my laughter was derived from me going like turning to him and being like, this is not funny. And then us laughing at that <laughs> instead of the movie. Um, let's see the, like the plot is almost completely nonsensical. Like things just happen because they need to. Um, uh, there's like no character development. Um, it's, this is just a really dumb movie. Uh, what else can I say? It's basically a commercial for Nintendo products, and I find that offensive. And yeah, it just sucked. It was a really like it was just a shitty time. And I've seen 
bad movies that are better than this. So it's bad. I gave it a, I've, I've lowered my star rating from what I initially gave it to, I've given it a one and a half stars now. And I think that kind of, that feels better. It's between that and the two. And I'd say, don't go see this movie. This is, yeah. this is not good at all. Uh, so Aiden is the second closest guesser. What did you think of this movie? This was a vacuous husk of a movie. This was, <laughs> this was a shadow of a movie. This, like it vag- vaguely resembles a movie, but was not. And you recognize different elements where you're like, okay, that's what happens in movies. But unfortunately, this does not cross the line of being uh, anything. This is one yeah. of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> like, I, I'm being serious. Like we have our new, our new thing we always ask is what's your favorite part? I don't have one. I don't think I liked really? anything. I don't think I liked anything I saw. Uh, like this is, and I don't give a fuck that it's a kid's movie. Cause I watched the Incredibles the day before. That's a great movie. That's a great, great movie. But yeah, everything you said is true. The jokes aren't funny. Uh, there's no plot. Things just come and go. Problems are solved really easily. Uh, there was no thought put into this. This is made by people who fundamentally don't respect kids and think kids are fucking idiots who don't need anything. <laughs> uh, and they don't care about making anything that will leave a lasting impression. I hate this. This is soulless garbage. I gave it one star. I'd give it less. Don't watch it. Thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Peter, what did you think about this movie? So, okay, before I go into my impression, I just want to give a big disclaimer. Uh, I've barely played the Mario games, uh, and I'm not deep in the Mario lore. So, uh, just want just wanna, <laughs> okay. to put that out there before I go into okay. the <laughs> So, these guys, Alex and Aiden, Hype this movie up so much. It's like, yo. No, wait, yeah. I did not say it was going to be good. Yo, you How guys were hyping it up last week. You guys I were hyping it, it up. Last I was week, wrong. Okay. I will admit, I was wrong. So okay. I was like, I was like, okay, you know, it's like these people, you know, they, they're film students. They know what they're doing. I think this is good. It's probably going to be good. Okay, to be fair, we're talking about a movie we haven't seen. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No um, one really knew. So putting that so, out there. So I, I think, I think it's. Like, as a lot of video game movies are being made nowadays, there are two ways to make them, right? Like, one is to do good or bad. One is to one is to derive from the source material and also and like and sort of evolve the medium as a movie instead of just like sticking with the source material. The other one is to really just think, what do fans want from this movie, and then give fans everything that they wanted so i i like to compare this movie with avengers endgame because um i think endgame has a lot of fan service moments mm. but endgame also at the same time has a very strong central p- plot and w- with character development so the the movie is not centered around paying off things or doing fan service because we need to do it because it's the last avengers film in the first 10 year era um but this movie is like the complete opposite. This movie doesn't have this sort of central plot to pull everything together. Instead, focuses on delivering as many Easter eggs and references as possible. So if, as a Mario fan, you want to go in just to see these things on the screen and with really, I think that the animation quality 
um, of the movie is really high. Like, I think it's very well done. If you just want to see that on a big screen, then I say absolutely go see it. This movie is everything you ever wanted. But if you want to have an enjoyable uh, theater experience at the same time, then this movie is not for you. Because this movie, like Aiden and Alex said, is very much just a brand commercial almost. It's like purely banking on nostalgia and the brand power that the Mario games have done to sort of, because it already has a mass market. It's already, it's just capitalizing off that. So uh, I gave it a three, a three out of five. I still had a good time. Like, I think it's a, it's a really funny and fun movie here and there. It had, it had its moments, but um, like it's, you know, like objectively not a great movie. So there were, there were moments where I was like rolling my eyes, which is the mark of a bad movie. I was doing that for, it's not the only time I've done that this year, though. Like, that was Creed 3, Ant-Man 3, sure. Cocaine Bear. Like, it's were, it's on par. It's on par for, like, Honestly, I liked stuff. it more than Ant-Man. I gotta say. I, think I Ant- like Ant-Man more than this. I, I think I, Ant-Man, I, I was just like, I, like, there's nothing new. Like, I'm just, like, seeing the same old shit over and over again. I keep, I keep thinking it's gonna get good. But then this movie, I sort of just went in with the expectation that you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, the Ron Tomato score is there, yeah. um, you know, and then, and I was like, hey, like, you know, here and there, I was sort of, for Ant-Man, I was more like wanting to see good moments, but then this one is like, I know it's bad. It's just like, hey, like, like I came in with the expectation, no, it's bad. So sure. I guess I may admit that as well. I think, Maybe it doesn't deserve a three, but oh well. That's not, like doesn't at all. I think <laughs> I think the one thing Mario has a leg up on is it's visually appealing to look at. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. Absolutely. To I think the animation quality is really good. Yeah. I, I disagree that it's I very don't know, good. really I, good. I, <laughs> I, I actually I think it's like again like its lowest common denominator. The same style illumination always does. Stupid yeah. fucking like. I like I, it looks fine it doesn't it's not Ant-Man in that it doesn't like hurt to watch yeah, Ant-Man yeah. was like painful to watch yeah. it looks fine but like there's so there's nothing creative it's just like boring. the most it is yeah it's the most boring nothing animation wait mm-hmm. before before we go into like the spoiler stuff did you did you like Despicable Me when I was I liked, when I first I saw liked, it, I haven't I seen like it. I like Despicable Me. I okay. think Steve Carell's fine. Because like I don't I don't agree. I think Illumination's style is fine. Like I really like Despicable Me one and two. I, that might be a third one. And then the Minions movie There's was just like you know it's like it's okay. But like the it's, visual style has never been the problem for me. About no, what we're saying is that like when you talk about animation, it's one of those things where like you have so much room to be creative and do fun yeah. things. And when you just choose to put out the same looking movie every single time, it's like, well, that's the most boring thing you could have done, right? Yeah. So all Illumination films look the same. If you put them together, you'd be like, you could you could have a lineup, like a police lineup of Illumination films, Disney films, and like you could yeah. tell them apart because Disney films all look the same now. Think Tangled, Frozen, Moana. They all look the same. Illumination films all look the same. There's very few studios who are putting out movies that look visually distinct. And those ones, those are the ones you would say, oh, the animation is really good. They're doing something interesting. So like Spider-Verse, for example, whereas this is just kind of like, you did it. You made a film that I don't want to gouge my eyes out looking at, 
but it's not advancing the medium in any way it's just it's also just in terms of the visual language this employs it's this is the kind of thing i felt like i was a kid again watching this movie because i was like all of this everything that i'm seeing was in kids movies when i was a kid and what the fuck is the point of doing this like all of the camera movements ever like every cutaway gag every visual gag is the exact same thing that was in movies when i was like 10 years old so why like why are we still doing this why are you animating like do you do you care do you care about what you're doing it's the most formulaic bullshit anyways we have a a spoiler warning (laughs) Um, peter you lost so you have to do the uh synopsis dude it's so easy man it's so easy it's so so easy give it to me give it to me let's get it (laughs) To me. Okay. Uh, two seconds. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Mario and Luigi, they're uh, plumbers living in the NYC. They're sort of like disappointed. Dis- so Brooklyn, easy. sure. <laughs> uh, uh, they're sort of disappointments to their parents, and then they also have Aren't this sort of like plumber, plumber yeah. bully that is like looking down on them. Um, they they so the movie starts with them trying taking on their first job that they failed miserably because uh, a dog got in, got in the way and the dog was angry at them um, <laughs> so it broke basically this entire penthouse yeah. and then and then they're like, they're all down very sad and then they're like oh uh, it's a um, the NYC is getting flooded there's like oh we can help so they though they went help um, so they went down to sewers trying to help but then they got further down to the sewers and then entered this mysterious pipe where they got tra- transported into the Mario world. Uh, and uh, Luigi got captured. Uh, Mario got sent into the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario met up with the Peach. And then they're like, oh, Bowser's invading everybody. We need to get help from the Khan army. So they went to the Monkey Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong and, uh, and Mario Monty. fought. And then, and then Mario won, and then there's this huge Mario Kart sequence. Mario, Mario and Donkey, Donkey Kong sort of like went away for a bit while uh, Bowser, uh, Bowser, Bowser, what did Bowser do? Bowser tried to marry Peach. Uh, the wedding didn't go as planned because Peach sort of used the, the frozen magic stuff to freeze everything. There was a Ice huge, ba- yeah, there's a huge battle on Bowser's ship, and then, uh, Everyone got sucked into the pipe and transported into New York, and Brooklyn. then they battle uh, Brooklyn. Uh, and then Mario picks up the star with Luigi, the superstar, and gains superpower, and then defeats everybody. End of the movie. And then they and live then. in the Mushroom Kingdom. Hooray! Oh yeah, and they live in the Mushroom Kingdom. Good and Bowser job. got defeated. Yes. I could not give a shit if you did that right or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally, I was scoffing as you were doing it, just because you reminded me of things I hated. <laughs> You said like when you brought up the the pipe the plumbing bully again, I was like, oh my yeah. fucking god! Like, <laughs> uh, anyways, we're gonna start with our favorite part. I have one. I actually okay. do. This movie wasn't Are you like stealing my favorite part. If we have the same favorite part, who the fuck cares? Okay. Like, um, my favorite part was when Bowser starts singing songs. Bro, um, you took my the, favorite part. It's the only like mildly amusing bit have i seen it before absolutely i have 
But there's something nice about Jack Black singing peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> that like, like the absurdity of it. I found it funny. It was it was a good song. Like that was not no, bad. But uh, <laughs> I just found there's some moments in this movie where I was like, this is so stupid that I find that funny, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I, I did find that funny. And also the fact that Sasha was like howling was really funny. Like he, was, <laughs> he really found that funny. And so that yeah. was made it funnier for me. Um, great, great moments. And not many others. Peter, you seem to like this moments as well. Yeah, you stole my favorite part. I really like that one. And That's I thought right. like the song is actually really, really good. Uh, like, trying to think of a, another <laughs> part that I like. <laughs> uh, it's difficult with this film. I have I, one I, little I moment where I chuckled a bit. Uh, and that yeah, is when they, when they have the carts and they're about to go karting and Peach and Mario pull up and yeah. then Owen pulls up <laughs> and his car is big. And I was like, I genuinely I thought it was gonna be I didn't know that was gonna be the reveal. Okay. And I chuckled a little bit. I, I went for the reverse. I, I leaned over to Sasha and I said, Oh, it's gonna be really tiny. It's That's what I thought too. Big. I thought it was gonna be tiny. <laughs> but when it was big, I was like, Okay. Oh you got me there. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny. Sure. Peter, did you think of a favorite part? Oh, Okay, this might be a little bit sarcastic, but <laughs> this is really funny. Um, so you know, you know how like uh, when Bowser's invading the Mushroom Kingdom and uh, they were evacuating everybody. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and then they went into the castle, and they were like, "Oh, Bowser's coming! Evacuate everyone!" And then all the guards left as well, and then we just see like empty like weapons being thrown on the ground and like armor and shit. It's like, aren't you guys supposed to protect the princess? Mm. And then it's just Toad and Princess Peach against Bowser's entire army. That was your favorite part? No, I just, I thought that was funny. funny. Okay, sure. Like, why do they run away? Because they were told to. They were evacuating. That's not a, okay, interesting choice. Um, Because it took mine, bro. I really like Bowser's singing. I didn't like Bowser's singing, for the record. Like, I'm just... (laughs) That wasn't the worst part. I wasn't, if that, like, hey, that's fine. No problem with that. If someone wanted to put that in the movie, that's cool. I don't care. I didn't care for it. He didn't care for it. He didn't care for it. I, like, like, I I can see where you're coming from because it did feel a little forced and, like, aren't we being so clever? But I have seen it before. Um, Like, immediately I think of Frozen 2. I don't know if there's another example of this. I regret having seen Frozen 2. That was a very bad movie as well. But there's a scene where Kristoff starts doing like an 80s ballad. And I'm like, this is yeah. note for note, the same thing. They, I've seen yeah. This oh, yeah. It's to ask Anna out. No, no, no. Anna was mad at him, right? Yeah. And the, yeah, the yeah, spit yeah, is yeah. in it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not really as funny as they think they are, those bits. But... Yeah. I never think those are funny, like at all. It's also yeah. like, again, like movies when I was a kid did that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, like that's such a recognizable thing. It's like this movie feels like it was plucked straight out of like two thousand eight to me. Like, it just feels like yeah. a two thousand eight animated movie. It doesn't feel I, new at all. I agree. Yeah. Anyways, we got some discussion points. So Thank first you. up, they did the thing. They, they did, did the thing, the we thing that we about. we knew they would do it. <laughs> do you want to reenact it for us, Aiden? So movie opens on a commercial. 
that we see and it's mario and luigi and they're like saying woohoo we saw the mario brothers i don't know why i'm jojo pigs but like it starts off with this like with wacky italian accent and then cuts away from the commercial they're like Hey, yo, I'm Mario. I'm Luigi. And they're like, do you think the accent was a little much? And they're like, no, we're the Mario brothers. And then everyone's like, oh, why'd you do that stupid voice, Mario? You don't sound like that. <laughs> and like, they they drag that joke out for so yeah. long. <laughs> like, it's not one thing. Like, everybody has to make a comment on it. It's so bad. And they're, I, they're I like... also hated that. No, I hate it so much. It's because, like, again, like, an in, an inability to just, like, commit to what you're making and genuinely, like, have mm. fun with it instead of just, like, regressing to the most bare-bones, simple, horrible, like, retread that you already made. Like, like it was literally, it was that moment where I was like, oh, God, no. This is going to be, like, really bad, isn't it? That's literally, <laughs> like, the opening. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the opening idea. of the movie was really good, I thought. But anyways, but, but I thought like, okay, since we're bringing this up, what do you guys think about uh, like them not doing the accent for the entirety of the film? We and, knew that wasn't going to be a thing, but also yeah. part like, of me... How did me, that work in practice? Yeah, part of me has like a feeling that if the whole movie was the Charles Martinet classic voice, that I would be like putting things in my ears to stop hearing because like like i i think it would get annoying i don't know like but, i don't like chris pratt by any measure but i i don't know if i could stand listening to the the wahoo voice sure but my, my proposal why you know how like in zelda link doesn't talk <laughs> my honest, my honest opinion is like up. they should have made a movie where all he really says is like let's go ah. And like he just makes noises. He should just be a soundboard. I honestly Bro, think that would be better. I It'd don't be like, know if I agree with that. That'd be so much better. And you just boil him down to like a really basic thing because they didn't give him a character anyway. So why not? I don't. Yeah, I don't know about silence, but I don't want him to say shit. I don't care. Like that was something I realized. He's hated the movie. But no, I honestly realized I was like, there's really no version where I just like Mario as a guy. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think the most li- the most likable Mario is when he's just like this silent, funny little guy that you don't really know. And he's just running around doing stuff. Oh, wow. That's what did Mario version. ever do to you, Aiden? You sound no, like I think that. <laughs> okay, so if you were making a Mario movie, who would be the main character of your version? I'm Mario. honestly curious. It would be Mario, but he's it would just be like silent though. He would be silent and like a silent film, like a silent Mario film with intertitles. <laughs> no, other people would talk, but Mario would not talk. I think. Imagine if the if if like Lord and Miller had done this, like they had done the Lego Movie, and then they did this. Yeah, we could have had a good Mario movie. I think there's a realm where that happened. Sure, know, like there's a multiverse. Maybe. Um, so they do the thing, and then. Mario beats up a dog. I mean, <laughs> the dog had it out for him. I will concede, but that was a very strange sequence to put in a kids' film where, like, the cutest looking dog, like it's an animated dog, so it looks cute. It's not like a vicious thing. Yeah. It's like a golden retriever, and then they're just like 
beating it up. Like, they're not, like, punching it, but it's getting close to, like, kicking a dog. Yeah, it's also a just a sequence. stupid fucking scene that doesn't need to happen because it doesn't mean anything. It's so... There are multiple reasons. Like, not only does nothing happen in this scene, nothing is established. We don't learn anything. This movie, the scene could be cut and it would be completely fine. It also goes against the entire fucking point of this movie. The entire... Like, Movies where character goes from the normal world into the magical world where everything's magical. The whole point is that the normal world is normal and the magical world is magical. So why the fuck would there be like a <laughs> sentient dog that has like a prolonged action sequence in the normal world? This also, also, I don't, <laughs> hey, this is like the next point. I don't give a fuck about Brooklyn. I don't want to be in Brooklyn. When this movie opened and we were in New York and they were in the real world, I was like, why? Why? Why do this? Set the entire thing in Mushroom Land. I was sitting in my seat. Like, literally, I thought to myself, I was like, just go to Mushroom Land. Just go there. Just go. Just go. Just go. Come on. Come on. This scene, like, prolongs that. The very thing you want. It's also stupid because this paired with, like, the parkour scene where Mario is parkouring through New York. Yeah. Yeah. Why? hey man and then he gets into the mushroom <laughs> kingdom and he's like i'm an idiot and i don't know how to do anything what are you talking about you we just, just saw that you can do this we just saw it we <laughs> just saw it true. like <laughs> what are you talking about holy shit if you're when going I, when to be that uh, when i saw that sequence in theater i was like yo they're like doing the uh the mario jumping game stuff but it's like in the do real it. world hey man, so they're I've... gonna translate that when he gets to the magical world then they didn't yeah. do it that's so right yeah i was yeah, like yeah, my yeah, hey what if you that. did that in the magic world in, in mushroom world you know like where it is like what if you did that instead the, okay like the one thing that i also don't understand is so they're bad at plumbing but they're not they're not no they're actually, not no mario's very they're good just, at plumbing they're just victims of circumstance yeah. <laughs> like like there's just a dog that hates them it doesn't there's no character development it's because yes. luigi's an unlucky fuck who stepped on a dog bone and then they just hate the the dog hates them like it's so random so mario so at the beginning of this movie already possesses all of the skills he needs yes yes, the, yes. End of the movie and like yes. this oh and God. it's like there are so many things that like in the end when they save brooklyn like the do- both the dog and the pizza bully are like oh mario and luigi you did it i like that is a terrible message for children that like they didn't <laughs> It's not like they needed to change anything. It's not like they needed to stand up to their bullies. They were doing that from the beginning. All they needed to do is prove themselves to the bullies and receive the external validation. And that solved everything for them. <laughs> oh, wow. That That's solved deep. their internal problem. It's a bad, it's a, this is a toxic sludge movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know so what else stupid. is really funny though? Like Luigi is basically just like, appears at the beginning and then <laughs> gone for the majority of the movie so and, then, and then they're like okay luigi hasn't had any character development because we haven't given him any screen time so he's gonna hold up a manhole cover to save mario like where we could we're strong as long as we're together that has never not been true there has never been yeah. a time where you haven't been together even during the movie you're like they didn't need to learn that they already thought that they started the movie thinking that like, like the message they the movie thinks it's telling is that 
Mario and Luigi are, yeah, like they're stronger together. And that's only based on the ending. Because of the rest of the movie, they're not together. There's no opportunity for them to have a falling out where they choose to not work together. Yeah. Because also, Luigi is fucking replaced by Donkey Kong also, for no reason. Also, Mario is great on his own. He, like, saves the world on his he's own. He's completely competent. And they, just, like, they, they tell Luigi to fuck off. And so the, the heart of the movie is just, like, completely absent. Because yeah. it's, it's so easy. It's the brother... It's the yeah. connection of the two brothers should be the movie, mm-hmm. and they decide to make it Mario and Donkey Kong working out their differences. They have but, to introduce a new character yeah. <laughs> and create a reason for them to have any sort of connection, and it's because they're both disappointments to their fathers. Where the fuck did that come from? That's completely also, random. And again, it plays into the bad message thing, where neither of them need to like overcome like like uh, a malady like a like a bad part of themselves like neither of them need to do that they need to be exactly the same and just do something that impresses the people that don't treat them well enough that they switch that's a terrible yeah. message yeah that's a terrible the, message for children the message should be that like your dad was wrong and yeah. you know like and not because you have to do these incredible raccoon suit things. Like, raccoon suit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. Anyways, we got ahead of ourselves, but that's yeah. So okay, so Mario beats up a dog and proves that he is a good plumber and does not need to learn anything about plumbing, but he is a, has a bad just bad luck, apparently. Yeah. Also, like you said, he's good at parkour, but then immediately forgets it when he enters yeah. the kingdom. Also, like clearly there should be something where his skills in the real world translate to the fictional world yes not once does mario have to show any skill in plumbing in the mario the super mario world it never comes up the first 20 minutes of the movie are a straight up waste there is nothing that is even remotely important to the movie that happens like the final battle, like you'd think there would be a plumbing reference. There is not. There's yeah. no plumbing reference. And there's hardly even a connection to his parkour skills because literally he just uses the star. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like I, I, this movie is... Oh, okay, we're moving on. Why does Peach <laughs> bring Mario? So Mario goes into the Mushroom Kingdom and... He says Toad, he finds Toad and Toad says, you got to find the princess. Fine. That's a thing. He runs into Princess Peach, like literally runs into her. And because of a combination of words, he says, she decides that he needs to be trained (laughs) and brought along. This person who, although he had parkour skills, now has zero parkour skills. So this is like a useless person. Yeah. who will like probably harm her mission and like bring her back and she decides that she needs to waste her time literally they spend an entire day training him yeah and i'm just like like there is no good reason he needs to be brought along yeah and that re- sorry peter i'll just a quick thing that results in them like showing up late to save the day and like they have to take the shortcut back in the end because they wasted a day training this loser who doesn't <laughs> know what he's doing and i think um 
this is like one of my major problem with the movie. So when they were co- when they were talking, when they first bumped into you, they're like, "Oh, why would I take you to this? Why would I take you, you know, with me to the Kong Kingdom?" You know, uh, and then and it's like, "Oh, actually, like if you prove yourself in a training course, then I'll take you." But the thing <laughs> is, he never even proved he doesn't prove himself. He failed. <laughs> He failed. And then she was like, yeah, you know what? It's okay. Everyone fails, you know. Um, you know, it's not not me, though, because I did it on my first try. But I would still take you along anyways. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like you you basically, you set it up. It's like, okay, Mario has to overcome this obstacle to yep. join her on her journey to the Kong Kingdom. How is he going to overcome that? How is he going to, you know, get to the place where he can join Peach on this trip? He didn't do that. And Peach is like, yeah, it's okay. You can just join me anyways. Um, like, uh, Aiden, I think you brought up a really good yeah. point. Like, this movie is afraid to resolving conflicts not in the same scene. Like, it, it sets yeah. up the conflict. Mario might not be able to join Princess Peach because if Mario doesn't have parkour abilities, then he can't join her. Yeah. But then it's like, it resolved basically in the same scene. It's like, oh, actually, you don't need parkour abilities. Princess Peach would take you along anyways. <laughs> this, movie, this movie is unable to maintain and escalate a singular conflict every Absolutely. single throughout the entire movie the overall conflicts and even just individual conflicts in scene the solution the movie takes one or two either one or two modes which is character does something that doesn't matter because the solution isn't tied to that anyway so this scene is an example of that where he actually never needed to complete the course to get in he <laughs> needed to say yes yeah so we've literally rendered the first part of that sequence like pointless like not they yeah, d- didn't need to happen for any reason agreed that also happens when he's fighting donkey kong where it's like he's he's just doing the different power-ups and the only point is to show the power-ups and then he yeah. just wins and so he couldn't win until he got the specific power-up so the rest of the scene didn't matter it didn't matter at all. And like, he didn't need to learn a new skill. He just needed to get a new power up. And then overall, like this movie is like, like, I don't understand where it has this weird thing where Bowser, Bowser should be seeking them down. He should be hunting them down and providing obstacles like right off the bat. And like it, it's, instead of songs, (laughs) like you should, this is like, it's like split off between three different scenes where, realizes mario is there realizes he's with peach um realizes peach might like him realizes mario might be trying to unite the kong that's like three different scenes before bowser finally does something one scene that's one scene (laughs) make that one scene where bowser realizes mario's with peach peach likes mario because mario's human i'm gonna send people after them do that and now you have a conflict in act two but there's like, there's no central, like, it's just different. They go to the Kong people. Kong is like, ah, no. They do something. Kong is like, okay, Actually, cool. Kong is like, <laughs> he's like that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah. Um, if, you, if you think about it, it does make sense, though. They sort of have, like, a checklist of all the things that they need to do in this movie. And yeah. the only way to do it is to sort of bend the plot towards that. This I don't like, think oh, we need to have a Mario Kart sequence. We need to have a Mario jumping sequence. We need to have this. We need to have that. So I think it's like this movie, sometimes it feels like they are more, it's like we got to do this because of, uh, you know, that's what we think our fans want instead of this is healthy for the plot. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I actually weird. think that's fine though. Like there, that's it. That is legitimately like in different screening books. That's like a real thing people talk about, where it's like the promise of the premise. Like mm. when yeah. you're going to a movie, what do you want to see from it? It was one of the things I brought up with Scream Six, where I was like, okay, Scream's in New York. What do I want to see? That movie would have been super disappointing if they didn't have New York related sequences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so, it's not a, it's not bad that they're trying to deliver what you want to see in a Mario movie. That's fine. But you don't have to take a break from the plot to do that. Like in Scream 6, they are, they are not taking a break from the story to do some stupid action sequence. It's progressing the story every single time they do it. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you don't yeah, need to the, compromise your plot. Yeah. The, yeah. The problem is that it is like all it is is a commercial. It's just yeah. the one thing and it's not being the other. So it's saying like the people who created this were saying, how do we promote every single one of our Mario properties, right? So it's like Peter said, they have a checklist. They, okay, the classic game, right? The, with the, the blocks and not so much the the one that I used to play, the 2D. It's now the more raccoon suit, the cat suit ones, the newer versions. Mm-hmm. So they got to promote those. They got to promote Mario Kart. They have to promote the Donkey Kong game, right? Like it's it's all of the things. And I I think the promise of the premise is a good point, but I think it only... Like, like, it's like you said, they need to have a, an actual plot to get there. Yeah. And like real characters, realized characters. And you can do that. And, they, and you can do that. I, I think even then, there's a lot in one movie. Like, I think you need to sure. restrain maybe, yourself. Maybe you shave off a little bit. But like Donkey Kong should not have been in this movie. Yeah. That's my take is that this is an extraneous character that then shoves Luigi off to the side. And it's, it just doesn't work. But anyways, um, yo. By the way, since we brought up Luigi, um, from all the arts I've seen of Luigi, I thought Luigi's a bad guy. <laughs> There's literally Waluigi. Like, oh, that's, maybe that's what I've been seeing. Because like, it's a guy. Luigi with like the lightning beard. Who, lightning that beard. Is. You yeah. mean this? The, the, <laughs> the, the lightning zigzag, the yeah, zigzag yeah. mustache. Yeah, yeah the yeah. lightning beard. No, that's the evil. That's Waluigi and Wario. Okay, okay. Isn't it great that we didn't have those guys? Can you imagine yeah. if they did that too? I'm sad that they didn't have Yoshi, but next time. That would be fun. They did, right? They had a pink dinosaur. They, they had it in you, the background. You see them in the background, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I have a question for you guys. So like, talking about that sequence where Mario has to train, clearly what needs to happen is Mario needs to have some amount of skill to be taken along on this quest. Yeah. So I think... I'll, I, I'm going to bounce this off you guys. So what probably should have happened is Mario has parkour skills in the real world. And people say, Mario, you need to stop doing parkour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a good plumber, Mario, but you got to stop it with the parkour. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, no one understands me and my parkour. <laughs> and then he finds a world where parkour yeah. is the norm and people love his parkour skills. And they have an application here. And so then his natural innate abilities are then of use. Right. And then you you can also cut out a lot of time by the sequence where Mario is trying to make it to the castle. Just have him do parkour in that sequence. Have Peach see it and be like, that guy could help me. Now we're moving on. And now we're into the story. And we don't need to waste another 10 minutes. 
I mean, I I don't think it'd be like I can think of tons of movies where you have to do like a little competition to do a thing. Like like the Woman King comes to mind, where they have to do a little trial to get promoted to something. Like I think that's that I don't have a problem with that necessarily. Okay. It's the way they do it. But like then also like with the plumbing thing, like would he be a good plumber or maybe like maybe his dad wants him to be a plumber like one of those things yeah like dad's expectation dad wants me to be a plumber yeah i don't want to be a plumber dad i want to be a dancer <laughs> yeah it's such a specific Dude, what's up with the accents the, today the conflict, is so, the conflict is with the dad is so like specific like the dad is mad at him not because he's like being a plumber not because he does parkour or whatever it's because specifically he quit his other job to start his own business and they just started and the dad doesn't see results yet and it's like yeah that's so specific that it's like like, i guess the what you're what you should be doing there is trying to like find a way for the dad to like believe in his son but like that's not it's it why it doesn't work it doesn't wind up happening no it doesn't anyways um so peach brings mario along um do we do the point you had a point about the script is stalling did we get through that that's that's generally what i was saying where it's like yeah. even in, in individual scenes it's true where the first part the thing that he needs to do to solve the conflict the thing that needs to happen to solve the conflict is unrelated to what's happening at the beginning of the scene and so it doesn't it doesn't matter we're just we're filling time until we can move on and it's like that at a scene level it's like that on an act level it's like that on a story level yeah this movie is also like not funny which is word for word your review (laughs) 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 um like the the comedic timing is just so off like you could tell me that this was made by aliens or by like a computer and i would believe you because everything just feels like stilted and wrong yeah like the jokes that on paper work because you've seen them before and they've just stolen them from another movie yeah but they've timed them and edited it in such a way that it no longer works yeah it's it's honestly impressive how they make what should be a funny joke not work every single time yeah it's it's impressive well and also like you said it's it's has to do with the retreading too where it's like oh, it's this joke that I've seen in 400 other children's animated movies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, like, and there's no spin on it. This, something oh. I also realized about this movie, like, this movie, like, you could just substitute Mario for anything else. Like, this is just, like, the most bare-bones children's adventure movie that you could just substitute Mario out and Mushroom Kingdom and just make it a different thing, and it's the exact same movie, more or less. Mm. And, like, yeah. You know what? They should have made a movie where Toad was the main character. I think Toad would be a really great main character because it's not the one you would expect. Yeah. You know, kind of like the Lego movie. Like, here's the nobody. Yeah. Make them the. That might have been fun. I like that. And then we can also stay in Mushroom Kingdom. We don't have to fucking do this. Yeah. And here's my (laughs) life. No more Brooklyn. No, actually, sorry. It would be, here's my life in Mushroom Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Toad voice. Sorry. Um, Anyways, this movie. Mushroom. This movie, because Mario was created in a specific era, they decide to reference this with song. Oh, and that's that's your interpretation of why they're doing that? I think so, because Mario is from the 80s. It has to be, right? Let me My interpretation is that these are the songs that, again, movies from 
10, 20 years ago, constantly used for Shrek. the scenes. Shrek, Shrek exactly. <laughs> like they, it's done that, and they're like, "We're gonna do that." Okay, I'm, I'm just kidding. Let me check. Original work Donkey Kong was in 1981, so I'm correct. I think I do think it is partially the fact that it's technically an 80s franchise sure. that has been revived, and so it's for the or parents well, no. or whatever that watched it, that played it. It's not even. Year. It's not even that. It's just that like. Like that, the source material is from that era. So if you're trying to pick music for sequences, it's like, what do you pick? Do you pick Camille Cabello, like modern music? That would be really. (laughs) Wait, why did why did Camille Cabello become your example? I have a crazy idea, which is you make music. Don't 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 do any. Yeah, no, you're right. You do like scores, which they have in the movie. Or just like straight up, dude, using the themes from the game would be better. Yeah. Like, and they I think they did use them. They do it a little bit, but then just do it the whole time and just make like. Yeah, I like, okay. I, I didn't find the Beastie Boys one offensive. I thought that was kind of funny. It. To it was really on the nose. It's like we're in Brooklyn, guys. So <laughs> no sleep till Brooklyn. Duh. Yeah. Um, but the every other one was like like taking like a screwdriver and like like drilling something through my brain like yeah so they did just the most obvious top charts of the 80s so take on me yeah um can you guys name some holding out for a hero there was two mr other blue sky yeah mr oh blue sky yeah. oh my god i hated that one i don't think my least favorite one was take on me when that came on i was like that was yeah, really that was very cliche carding um, sequence right the first yeah. one i gotta say though like it reminded me of suicide squad Suicide Squad does the same thing, which is random fucking song plays all the time, and it's just a stupid fucking scene to like a popular song. The first one. Oh my god! Do you do you guys remember uh, Take On Me for the Last of Us trailer? (laughs) Yeah, I I figured you'd bring that up. But anyways, I gotta say though, I gotta say though, somehow holding off for a hero just as a special, like I just have a special attraction. It's so cheap. It's so cheap, cheap, but like I bought it. I ate that shit up, bro. It works in Shrek 2. It maybe works in Footloose because I think that's where it's from actually. Oh yeah. But like, that's about it. I know, but like, Loki kind of works. I I think it's good. (laughs) I think the other songs are cheesy. I agree. But holding off for a hero, that was, I just like the song, maybe. Maybe that's why. But I gotta say though, it's so funny. Um, when uh, when I was watching it, I was watching in a in a theater full of kids, and then when Mr. Blue Sky came up uh, during the ending sequence, everyone around me started singing it, and I was like, <laughs> "Yo!" terrible yeah. uh, okay i'm trying to look up all the movies holding up for your hero has been in okay it was uh i'll go from more recent okay so it, was, what... it was it was in shazam even... it was oh, in shazam really? 2 like a month yeah. a month ago okay. um what else it was in oh really it was in bullet train it was in oh, euphoria yeah, yeah. it was in loki it was in that's a trailer um it was in the angry birds movie too it was, it was in, in loki i didn't it was that. yes it was i yeah. totally remember that remember it was in that. the trailer for detective pikachu so it's really got a video game yeah. connection here um i don't know what that is we're in the show i think that's about it so it was really just like a really recent and yeah shrek 2 
Oh, it's so good in Shrek 2, though. Okay. That's the I, bar. My personal thing is, I didn't like Shrek when I was a kid. I didn't think... <laughs> like, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't like those that kind of gag when I was a kid. I, I still thought, like, this is lame. Like, and so... Like, as an adult, when I've now seen it four million times, like it's it's l- even worse. Like, uh, this movie not o- not only is it bad, it's just everything about it is concocted to specifically be bad for me. Like it's concocted <laughs> for me not to like it. This is the anti Aiden movie. Yeah. Uh, you had a point, Aiden. Uh, do you want to read it out? Because I don't feel like stealing your thunder. Sure. So the point I wrote in our discussion points was. Lowest common denominator, AI-generated dog shit, truly meaningless, soulless garbage. I hope John Illumination fucking drowns. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if you need to elaborate. But I you can, actually think I've touched the... on what I mean by that. Okay. <laughs> um, I think this the point is, says it all. Really. Yeah, it's a soulless retread. I hate this movie. Yeah. I hate I I hate that. Like genuinely, the thing I said in the beginning is like. This movie speaks to such a lack of respect for kids, the people you're making this movie for. I'm being dead serious. Like yeah, this, no, I know. I agree. Like this says like you think kids are fucking idiots who have yeah. no ability to appreciate anything. You don't want to make something that's going to stick with them that when they grow up, they're going to watch it and be like, that was good. And I remember that. And I loved that. You don't care. Like, it's, fuck you. It's this so makes me upset. <laughs> And it, like, like the direct contrast was between the last kids movie I saw, which was Puss in Boots, which yeah. was not as good as everyone was saying. Like it has its flaws, but like was really good comparatively yeah. and creative and actually had a soul to it. It's, it's very sad. Um, here's one thing I had uh, that I, that I enjoyed. Um, the Bowser's like sidekick who is a wizard is doing like a Peter Lorre shtick. Like, do you know who that is? Peter Laurie from like the Maltese Falcon in you gotta know who this guy is. He's I've the seen guy, the Maltese Falcon, he's but the I guy who you. talks like this was a little yeah, he's Dude, not a golem voice, bro. No, it's I've not seen the movie, but I don't even they made two he's... Maltese Falcons? Oh they did, I knew that. I know that. He's he's the sidekick to the real evil guy. Oh, he's Joel Cairo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talks like this. Like yeah. maybe a little less emphasis, but that's it still sounds really weird. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the the guy who's voicing the wizard decided to do that, like yeah. an homage to that guy. <laughs> hilarious. That that worked for me. Not okay. Not hilarious because people have been doing Peter Lorre impressions for other characters forever. Like that's just a yeah. common thing, and for specifically for like sidekicks of villains. But I, I do like a good classic film reference. Sure. So like I was like, that's a fun choice. It was I didn't a fun pick choice. up on it. So yeah. okay, he's like Bowser. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Um, other voice acting. Let's just talk about voice acting. Okay, My, this I, is something I'll say. Generally fine. I don't really have a problem with this. I had one that I hated more than Mario. Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen needs yeah, to stop. That yeah. was really annoying. He was just, he was just Seth Rogen. He was yeah. just Seth Rogen. And man, no, I really hated that. I also, like, I actually, now that I'm saying, I didn't think I stopped noticing it. But when we first met her, I was like, Anya Taylor Joy is not doing a great job here. When we first met Peach, I was like, this is like, I don't know. It's, 
it's the classic case of like when you you're hiring a celebrity to just do their voice yeah and that's it's so boring and it sometimes works if they have a distinct voice that matches the character yeah but otherwise you should just be hiring voice actors who can do different voices but like fit the character i'll say charlie day and keegle mike and key i actually liked what they were doing yeah totally keegan michael key is actually doing a voice yeah he's doing something different than his regular voice yeah jack black is doing a different voice than what his normal voice sounds like i think yeah no i actually the keegan michael key is my favorite part of this i think for sure yeah he was fun was great the penguin king is fucking fantastic who was that? Uh, was that? It's I um, it, it's the it, guy that was in The Walking Dead. He was the that okay. has the tiger, I think. Um, oh, it was him. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's Kari Kari Payton. Who, who else was good? I don't know. Luigi was know. okay. Even uh, like like Mario was like, that was a pretty basic choice, but not as offensive as we were <laughs> we were getting earlier. <laughs> like like I was like, okay, whatever. That's a whatever choice. Yeah, it's a very yeah, safe. Yeah. And I still think that that comment about like he has a great blue collar voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fred is a blue collar. Sure, that's kind of what it is. But sure, um, we kind of talked I, about my problem yet. with the Mario voice is less to do with Chris Pratt and honestly just the decision to do the stupid fucking. Why are we yeah. doing that accent? Like that's what my problem is. Yeah, so that's annoying. As soon as that happened, I was like, whatever. I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Deus Ex Mario. So we've kind of touched on this, but as soon as a problem is introduced, it is like immediately solved because we have to keep going and characters can't show growth. So the one that really like really irritated me was when Donkey Kong and Mario are stuck in the belly of a whale. They've been Pinocchio'd. Yeah. And like (laughs) they have to have a heart to heart. Basically, they need to be like trapped together because the the plot has been constructed in such a way that it is about them overcoming their differences for some reason. <laughs> I still do not understand why. But it's not the, that it's, is, they haven't gotten there in a strong enough way that it like no, not, they don't yeah. even really have differences yeah. because they just met. Yeah, and so like like. They need to talk, they just need to say to each other that they both have daddy issues. Like, that's all that has to happen in the scene. They both have to say that we're both disappointments to our fathers. And as as soon as they admit that, the solution magically appears. (laughs) The eel eel (laughs) thing that they are stuck in burps, I think. Yeah. It has gastric reflux or something. And part of donkey kong's cart appears before them the solution is handed down to them from up on high and they're like oh let's just use this to escape (laughs) no critical thinking no like anything it is literally a deus ex mario as i'm calling it no and what i think is hilarious is that once they're escaping mario says to donkey kong that was amazing for one thing, we didn't even see what they did specifically. It cuts away before they yeah. do whatever they do with the cart to like re like what if they like and I don't know if I'd want to dwell time spend time here, but like what if they like struggled to ignite the thing and they needed to like work together to ignite it or I don't imagine know. imagine don't that know. working together. That'd yeah, be like, crazy. <laughs> like and they, and 
it's not amazing. <laughs> like you just got you just got sent to a cart and then used the cart. Like not yeah. amazing. No, I agree. <sighs> Characters don't have to struggle in this movie. Yeah. Like they just do shit all the time. Um uh, we already talked about this commercial. This is a compliment for the film I have, is that Peach is not a damsel. And it's just, it's one of those things where like it's obviously gonna end up being a target for the people who are like Mario purists who start saying like, oh, they made Mario woke. <laughs> they woke yeah. Mario. But like, honestly, great choice. I think, uh, you know, if they kept it with the original game, I think that would have been... It's the right thing to do, but I also don't feel like patting them on the back for it at all. Because I also, I don't believe it's, it's, yeah. that what you said isn't the very reason they did it is so that they get a bit of Twitter outcry and then they can have a bunch of articles written where they can they can clap back saying like we at the Mario movie support women so go see <laughs> our movie cuz we're progressive. I don't buy that that's not why they're doing that. And so it's like yes, it's the right thing to do. Don't get me wrong. They shouldn't have made her a damsel in distress. But like I'm not going to give you credit for just like giving something to a female character. That's just yeah. it's like a baseline nothing thing. And I I think also the issue is then they decide the solution is to replace her with Luigi, which is yeah. wrong because again that should have been the heart of the movie. It's the yeah. Super Mario Bros movie. <laughs> That's the name of the movie, and there's a like a significant lack of bro going on here. That is true. Like yeah. clear. Like I think what should have happened is take donkey kong out of this movie for one and just like have mario and luigi struggle to work together like they yeah. just have each of them has a, like, a they a, think a, their relationship is fine in the real world they get to the yeah. magical world and it's being tested and then they split apart and they have to come back together and like maybe then luigi gets captured have yeah. him captured way later yeah so much later and then like and then if you're, if sure, you're like whatever. okay well what's the motivation for them to try to escape make it so that they have to go on the adventure otherwise they can't escape like they still have to like save people it's not right. like mario doesn't have a reason to do it right yeah it's yeah anyways <laughs> then there's one of the most baffling sequences to me bonsai bill so we do the the wedding thing that was kind of i thought it was fun to see all the the bad guys at the wedding. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, the 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 time bomb. The guy. ghost. The ghost. Oh, and King Boo. Boo. Like that just yeah. made me laugh. Oh, that's Not for, like King a good Boo. reason. Okay. Yeah, yeah. His name is King Boo. I don't know what yeah. the bomb's name is, but anyways, things are going wrong for Bowser. So then he sends out the most enormous bullet guy, Bonsai Bill. Yeah. And like, w truly, what the fuck was that? When yeah. Mario like to save Punched the day, him in the face. <laughs> yeah, to save the day, Mario's like, I can't, I can't do it, I can't push up against it. I need, it's not working. I have to do something different. And then punches him in the eye, and like, <laughs> like, like he has a realization moment, like, oh, I've just learned something. Yeah, and he like it's nothing we've established earlier. That, exactly, that has to be something he learned earlier. That's the and only it, way that beat works is if he learned to do whatever it is earlier. And they treat it as if, like, it was a learning moment. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it wasn't. He's yeah. not once punched someone in the eyeball in this movie. It's... It's so fucking stupid. I also it's just also, can't think of it. 
what else would they do? Like, I don't, I don't know. No, literally, and that's why I was sitting in the theater. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know how he's gonna solve this. Okay, you got <laughs> me there. And then it's like, oh, okay, you're just gonna. It's, it's it's like the Ant Man thing where it's like one fris- one frisbee didn't work. Ah, uh, what about five? Oh man, <laughs> let, me just, let me just try again. <laughs> Second times. Honestly, I, though, when I was watching that scene, I was just praying that it doesn't end up being like an Iron Man Avengers one moment. Where, like, oh, where Iron Man has to oh, it kind of portal. was. It kind of was. He decides to to send the nuke into a portal. It's kind of the same thing. I would have he... preferred that. If, like, they're trying to make a movie that's doing, like, somewhat self-referential comedy, if you were referencing the biggest franchise of the past decade, that's at least something. Like, yeah, I, I would have preferred that. <laughs> yeah. I, like, uh, I honestly can't think of a single thing he could have done. Like, Maybe the giant mushroom, but like that's yeah, literally that's yeah. literally just like a how am I going to solve this logistically, not yeah. from character or from plot. Right. I like if oh I get it. It's because he hates eating mushrooms and he would have to eat a ginormous mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that already, is way better. Yeah. It, it is better because it's like <laughs> the smallest bit of character development. Yeah. And like because he hates mushrooms and he has to sacrifice like and it's silly and stupid. But like it, that works. That is a story. Like yeah. that that is a story beat that is real. Like <laughs> And also like maybe he does have to sacrifice himself. Like he has to get hit by the bullet. And yeah, maybe he doesn't like he just loses the power up. Um, yeah. Anyways, this is a stupid movie. Mario destroys Brooklyn. <laughs> that, is what he, that is the solution to your problem. Send like even when he started doing it, I was like, you're fucking moronic. <laughs> if you think sending the bullet into the portal is a good idea. <laughs> like, like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, okay, yeah. if it had just blown up the pipe that's interesting like yeah. you just lose your access to home that's an interesting and thing. if if that's what he had to sacrifice was like the yeah. connection to his family like yeah second option if it's just like a clever thing i thought it would be really funny if like if if the portal transforms things in the mushroom kingdom into real life equivalents oh. so that like a bullet just becomes like a little bullet and it just goes like clink. Like yeah. that would have been funny. Yeah. Would have had like no purpose or like no consequences for his actions. So kind of boring. Yeah. But whatever. It's at least a gag. Like it's something. At least a clever gag. Yeah. Something that has not been rehashed a million yeah. times over. Um, And then we get in Brooklyn. Everyone comes to Brooklyn. Bowser is not a silly little turtle guy, which I thought would be funny, but I guess we can't do that. Can't do comedy anymore. (laughs) Um, Illegal. (laughs) That's what Mario should have been. That's what happened in this movie. That's why it's bad. Mario should have been anti-woke culture and he had to learn to get over it. It should have opened with Mario as a stand-up when he's getting booed and he's like, oh, what? I can't joke about that anymore. (laughs) He's the Joker. He's the Joker. Make Joker again. (laughs) Anyways, we get our stupid fucking pizzeria moment. Would you like to do this one, Aiden? Yeah, so it's, again, where it's like, a moment where you recognize it and it's like that's a thing that happens in movies the character is beaten down in this case it's mario who like got knocked to the side into the pizzeria from the beginning 
and on the cracked TV ahead of him, he sees his commercial playing, and it says, like, we're the Super Mario Brothers. And then he's like, yeah, we are. And then he gets up, and then, and then he goes and fights him. But, like, the point of that would be if the character, like, had lost his way or was going to give up or had given up early in the movie and now he had find, found a reason to fight and so seeing the bond with his brother is his reason to fight or whatever and so and that's what gets him up clearly he needed a falling out with his brother and they just yes. decided never to do that yes because that's what the commercial is about is them being brothers right and this is a realization for a moment that did not happen in this movie and I, I was gonna say the only thing we know about mario is that he doesn't give up he does not know when to mm. quit that is explicitly said multiple times so why does he need motivation to not quit that's the only thing we know about him this movie this movie <laughs> also i'm just thinking about like the luigi thing there's actually like a meta-ness to the Mario and Luigi relationship in that for a lot of people who grew up with Mario, if you played with Luigi, it was because you had a sibling. Right. Because yeah, you were yeah. playing with your sibling. So there's yeah. a meta reason why that story is touching and yeah. would like work for people. Because also Luigi is probably just going to be the younger person like in my family my brother yeah. was playing luigi because he was younger I, and i yeah. was like and i was like i'm gonna be mario obviously yeah. i want to be mario and so if you had like played with that idea like the playing on the fears of the older sibling and the younger sibling and attribute those to the characters hello you've got a movie and yeah it's just like it's just so fucking... no we're not gonna do anything we're not gonna do anything yeah. anyways Anything else about the stupid fucking That's pizzeria it. moment? Is this it. supposed to be an arc question mark? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have what I like to call the superstar of Democles. <laughs> I don't so, know what the reference is. What is I'm, that? Pulling, I what I'm that pulling that a deep reference. So that's a, a Greek myth where, where there is <laughs> um, a king who has like a sword hanging over. I think there's different versions. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I just looked it up today. And so I, I it, there's a loose reference so it's just the idea that when you're in power there's always like this threat of like someone's going to try and take it away from you kind of thing okay. and so it's symbolized by a sword hanging above your head sure. hanging by a thread and so the idea is like like the superstar is that for bowser <laughs> because he acquires it in the opening minutes of the movie yeah. and decides not to use it the whole time yeah it's literally looming behind him the whole time because he wants to do this other really creepy thing and just really wants to marry Peach. And I'm, you know what? I'm fine if that's the story you want to do, but like whatever. Yeah. He also then, doesn't need it. He, the first thing we see of him is that he is powerful enough to burn down an entire kingdom yeah. <laughs> without the star. We also learn that he has a giant bullet that he can use at <laughs> any time. Yeah. <laughs> he so doesn't need the star. <laughs> it's just very clearly a thing for Mario to use at the end. Yeah. Like, like so, so, like, clear as day. No hidden anything. It's just... Uh... 
Or what if what if the plot was he stole it because he knew it was the only thing that could stop him because he's super powerful, and then the plot is they have to go get it instead of trying to unite the Kong army. Yeah, that's a thing. Like yeah, anything other than what they did, because it's literally like the whole time it's just an empty thread where Bowser's like, "I'm gonna do it." (laughs) Stay away! I'm gonna be ape ape. Oh oh, yeah! If you don't marry me, I'll use it. I'll do it. Yeah. Don't me don't make me tap the sign. I'll do it. And it's just like, no, you're not. Clearly Mario was just going to use it. Yeah. So that was a waste of time. And then he gets it. And then he shares it with Luigi, which is, as I said to Sasha, not how that power up works. <laughs> can't share a power up, which that's, just That's also a meta thing where it's like you're playing with your family, you're playing with your sibling, and it's like the one person always wants to get the good power up. It's yeah. Like, yeah. This movie. We could have written such a better Mario movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems that they want to keep doing this every so often. There was the one from the 90s that was bad. So, I mean, yeah. give it 20 years, Aiden and I, we can we can make a We're good make, bad Mario movie. We can make the next Mario movie, yeah. Anyways, uh anything before we get to your last point, Peter? Any any comments on the film? We haven't I've, heard from Peter in a while. Peter, I, hate, I hated everything about it. There was not a second where I was enjoying myself in this movie, aside from the one toad moment where I was like, I think okay. you made that very clear. <laughs> Wahoo. Yeah. So anything for you, Peter, before your final point? Uh, I just want to talk about it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting experience watching movies with kids again. Uh, like we usually watch movies that are more uh mature more like indie like like movies that the kids won't go 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 see right um and having a packed theater full of kids is a different movie going experience (laughs) it was it was crazy and for all of us we all had separate same issues yeah yeah i'm curious sorry sorry, what was the question quick interruption when did you guys see the movie at what time of day I saw it yesterday, uh, right after lunch, around twelve forty. So two. Okay, so it. like, so that's noon I saw it on at a holiday. Yeah, you saw it at like a kind of a reasonable time for children. I saw it at nine forty-five. Like that's should be past kids. these children's bedtime, yeah. and the theater was packed. Oh so like, God. I don't know what's going on, but like. There should not well, have been that many kids. It was. I think it, it. I think it literally is like movie that parents can take their kids to. That is a recognizable property. Is out on a holiday. Like I think. Yeah, that is true. true. They it's know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peter was packed. Up. But anyways, Peter. But I just thought. I, I just thought it's uh, it's very very funny when the movie opened and it was the the Bowser scene. Bowser taking over the Penguin Castle. And then a kid before Bowser did anything was like, "I'm so scared." <laughs> I was just like, "What are you scared about?" Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just I just thought it's like a different experience, you know. Like yeah. most of the time, it's like the theater is a little more empty, you know, uh, less people reacting, and yeah, kids was- are like a reaction, like they're the reacting bunch, man. Like, it was actually, it was fun being in a packed theater again, but... That is just, true, though. I, I just agree, wish it was I for agree. a better movie. <laughs> I know. Like, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
Your point here, though, I think is interesting to talk about. You said, can a movie be bad if it's a kid's film? And I yeah, think... So yes, I think Mario is the example that proves the rule. Yes, yes a movie can be bad even if it's for kids. Because, yeah. like yeah, Ethan so, was saying, uh, like, you don't treat your kids like your audience like they're idiots. Because kids yeah. can tell that, too. Yeah. And even like, look, I'm sure tons of kids saw this and were like, this is fun and liked it. I'm sure they enjoyed it. But in 10 years, they're not going to look fondly on this movie. This movie is not going to be an important part of their lives. And it's like, you think about movie, like I, I've mentioned a few times where I watched The Incredibles, a movie that came out when I was a kid the other day. I watched it again. It was like, that was an incredible, hey, that was, uh... that was an incredible movie and i look at it now and there are things that i didn't realize about it that i that i didn't realize when i was a kid that i realized now but i still like i picked up on the things that i needed to pick up on to enjoy it as a kid and that's not to say that you even have to make every movie something that will be appealing to an adult you just have to like go all in on making it something that's going to be like fun and awesome for kids while also just delivering a story like i still like this like the spy kids movies there's nothing for adults in there generally like for the most part like but i still look back fondly on those movies because it was like they were clearly concocted with love to make like the most awesome kids movie you know what i mean whereas this is just nothing it's just soulless Yep, so we watched a movie, and that was a bad time. Uh, Aiden, do you have a segment for us? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I uh, do. Uh, so the podcast, the podcast, <laughs> the podcast is called Predator vs. Movies. And if you haven't noticed already, we've done the movie part. So now it's time to get into the Predator. So we asked the question, would the Predator from the movie Predator improve upon this movie? Were he in it? Anything. Just yeah, anything in this anything movie to make this matter. something. I just like headshot. Yo, just kill him in the first. <laughs> what? Seconds. What if? What if instead of the the big bullet coming out of the volcano is Predator? What if one sure. of the pipes leads to Predator World? Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nice. Okay, Peter. What's our next segment? <laughs> we have a segment. It's called Predator Six. <laughs> We watch our next segment. We have a segment. <laughs> it's called Predator's Picks. We watch movies. We talk movies. <laughs> we talk shows. Watch? We talk shows too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you guys watch this past week? Yeah, Alex um, had a huge. Yeah, Alex has a list. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll start. So I'll I'll blaze through these. So I I've been keeping up with Succession. Episode two was great. A uh, new episode out tomorrow for us, but in the past for when we released this very excited great show everyone should be watching that still uh re-watching no sorry still catching up on bob's burgers still a fantastic show love it um there is an order to this last week i watched old boy for the first time mm-hmm. park chan wook film um it's dated for sure okay. it's yeah like people like say this is like one of the greatest cinematic achievements of all time Great film. I won't knock that. Very sexist. Like, like oh, just yeah. like women are props in that movie. They're like plot devices and that is it. And for a movie that is like trying to sort of be about a women's honor, like it's very gross and misogynistic. So definitely hard to watch for the first time and in like 
our modern era but yeah like as a, as a piece of art it's quite good you know like mm -hmm. that's and it's hard to separate those things but sure. um so maybe worth checking out but definitely don't be afraid to like criticize it for what it is uh last week i also watched tetris um that is a wikipedia page come to life literally like yeah. there's no character or like like just the slimmest definition of what a character is it is literally just a depiction of the events of how the rights to tetris were acquired that's pretty nice. well all the movie is guy who um, made a product guy who made a product and we're gonna there's tons more where that comes from apparently yeah. <laughs> um I alex watched, i gotta ask though you gotta ask though did you dig the stash he is a good stash um is it what's his name taron taron yeah. yeah he's got a good stash in that movie what can I say? I'm a fan of stashes. Mario's stash didn't do it for me, but uh, Taron Egerton did. Yeah. I watched this movie called Ride Lane. That is a movie from this year. It is the best film I've seen all year. Kind of a low standard. Not really <laughs> difficult to leap to the top of that list. Sure. Before that, it was John Wick, which is at four stars, but I could see it in future revisiting going to 3.5. So like, there's room for like a movie to wow me. And sure. I think... Right Lane is not like, like Right Lane is a four star movie. There's still plenty of better movies to come out this year, but it was the first kind of like someone had, someone wanted to make this, you know, and like they had a vision <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. movie I've seen all year, and it was really refreshing. So there's like a really distinct color palette. They do yeah. like they really like wide angle lenses. So I think Aiden will like this. Yeah, those are fun. Um, it's angle. it's a rom com. It's a British rom com, and it's yeah, it's a great time. It's a really short, like I think it was like eighty minutes or something. So like it's really quick in and out, just kind of like your basic rom com stuff. But it was a good Dude, time, and the characters are charming. Rom com taking the top spot on your list is news to me. <laughs> I'm, it's the best thing I've seen all year. That's like, it's, crazy. Yeah. I think it's, for, for can, me, Knock of the Cabin has still not been dethroned. That's still my favorite movie that I've seen this year. And then it's yeah. Scream for me. Okay. Um, I watched Mad Max, the original. It's pretty good. It's um, Max gets pretty mad. Mm. I don't know. Like They say it's a dystopia, but I'm like, could, could surprise me. Like uh, It <laughs> looks pretty... It's not as dystopian as you might think. Like Fury yeah. Road is dystopia. Right. Mad Max is just like things are a little bit weird. <laughs> there's like, like there's still the police. Mad Max is a policeman. And oh. so I was like, this is this just looks like Australia. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, <whoa. laughs> I don't know. Um but it was fun. I haven't there was any other Mad Maxes. I haven't even seen Fury Road. Oh, really? It's, I, I'm probably going to try and watch all of them at some point. I don't know. I just felt like watching it. Um, actually, Have you finished I would... your MCU rewatch yet? No. Because, mm. yeah, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> have any good reason. I should get back on that. You're right. I, I started a new challenge for myself, though. And that's kind of where Mad Max, Mad Max inspired this challenge, is I want to see the 10 most popular films, according to Letterboxd, for every year from 1960 to... Mm. 2022 that's fun and so just by virtue of what i've already seen i'm already halfway done so it's not really like a difficult thing right it's just a challenge to get me to watch kind of like the classics really 
Yeah. So Mad Max is on there. Um, Peter, stop touching your bike. <laughs> and what else can I say? Oh, that's a good. One. I've heard of that movie. Peter, stop yeah. touching your bike. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched. So, anyways, because I made that list, there's unfortunately a lot of movies that I would not have wanted to watch otherwise that I now have forced myself to watch, including mm. Twilight, which is a movie that I watched yesterday. Um, not as bad as the Mario <laughs> movie. Like, like, I gave it to, I gave it a three and I bumped it down to two and a half. Sure. But like, really confidently really? filmed, surprisingly. Yes, right. <laughs> like, like, someone directed this. And I mean, right. it's directed by the person who did 13, which is a well-known... I think indie movie from that kind of era. She did and one like, of the episodes of Cabinet of Curiosities too. She did the last one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Catherine Hardwick, I think. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, obviously the the romance stuff is a little cringy. It's a, but it's more yeah. like camp. So I'm laughing at it, yes. which is really fun. That's you what know, like that movie's like very aware of what it is. Like it's doing, it's like going overboard and being campy. It does the yeah. Seattle filter. Everyone is so yeah. pale. It has all like the yeah. Dutch angles and stuff. Like, like I think it's so much fun. And the next movies abandon all of that. They color it normally and they film it normally. And it's like yeah. I think that ruins all the fun. Where like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch yeah. them. I'm, this is Don't. enough Twilight for me. Don't do um, it. You, you saw the best one. So <laughs> are you quite... are you team Edward or team Jacob, bro? Jacob isn't even in the movie that yeah. much. Oh. Like he's a side. He's yeah, he doesn't actor. come. I've never seen any of the Twilight movies. I just know apparently this one was thing. actually <laughs> worth watching. I stand by that. The first one's fun to watch. Like it's yeah. Okay. yeah. I think I think it drags a little bit at the end. Like I sure. definitely stopped paying attention in the battle. Just because, like, that vill- the villain comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, who's this guy? Why is he the thing we're doing? Yeah. But, no, it was fun. And, like, halfway through, I was like, I'm going to try something. And I switched to French audio to see, if, like, to, like, see if making it, like, seem like a foreign film, like, changed it for me. And I was like, this is actually, like, more That's fun in so a way. Because they're like, yeah, like, it was just kind of fun. Yeah. Anyways, that was not as bad as I thought. And then because it and also... John Wick reminded me of uh, one of my favorite franchises. I got maybe like halfway through last night. Um, I, I went halfway through uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean. Because that is just, I love that movie. So I got about halfway, but it got late. So I stopped. But love those movies. That is my Predators picks for this week. Um, Aiden, what did you watch? So uh, I've first I've been continuing to watch The Wire, uh, which continues to be very very good. Um, it's like it's a really like refreshing. It's a really interesting style the show has, where it's like on it's on one hand like very much in within the realm of realism, but it's also using like fairly complex like ca- gambits with the camera that are like so it's this mix of like naturalism and formalism that is actually it's really fun to watch like. There, there's one episode where there's like two dolly zooms in it and the second one is like you wouldn't notice unless you were looking really hard for it and not not that like you do a dolly zoom and all of a sudden it's cinema or whatever but it's just like the movie the show is constantly making like really interesting choices like it uses utilizes match cuts really well it develops care it does a really good job of like you don't think any of the characters are like great people other than like maybe like greg's like well even she does like a bad thing too she does like she does like shitty things as well 
um like it does a good job of none of the characters are really good people but you're somewhat rooting for all of them even on both sides of both the cop and drug dealer sides of it um it does a really good job of like developing the conflict and balancing all its characters um no i've really i've really really enjoyed this show so i i would recommend everyone go see go see the wire um it's there are also sometimes where it's very like emotionally resonant and yeah but so that's a great show i've been watching that almost done for a season uh i also the night prior to watching mario as i mentioned i watched the movie the incredibles which i gave a five-star review on letterboxd and i absolutely stand by that like yeah the what i wrote was that if you just update the movie with more recent animation this movie's perfect because that's the one thing where it's like it's still the kind of early cg model thing where it's like yeah sometimes the characters are kind of dead behind the eyes and stuff like that but this movie is like it's so good it's so so good it's so solid it's so tight you talk about talking movies the promise of the premise and like doing things that are satisfying to the audience this movie delivers that like constantly like the premise of superhero family how are they going to work together like it does that so so well to the point where i know what's going to happen and i was still like oh my god yes like as soon as something like the moment where dash runs on water for the first time is like one of the greatest moments in cinema that is that's so that's so fun to watch and it does that while also dealing with legitimately mature like themes and concepts Mm -hmm. and like it the way it deals with like family and like marriage and transposing like normal domestic conflicts into this superhero context is really well done like how bob feels emasculated and then has to like like it feels like superheroing is his only outlet to be a man like that's 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 real that's a real topic and how the kids like they have to hide the thing that makes them different and they have to be ashamed of it like and the resolution to that isn't we're going to publicly be superheroes, although they, they commit to that. The commitment is just that, like, they're able to express themselves in some way. Like, that's yeah. all, like, you know, like, Dash is able to compete in the thing at the end. And he doesn't win good. because it's not, he just is able to do this thing and embrace himself a little bit. And, like, that's great. There's also, there's things I picked up on that, like, when I was a kid, when, uh, uh, Mrs. Incredible sees the hair on Bob's suit and then goes out and she's crying while he's pulling away. When I was a kid, I was like, why is she crying? Like I, I never understood why she was upset, but it didn't matter. I didn't need to get that as a kid. And I understood it as an adult where it's like, Oh, okay. Like she thinks, she thinks he's having an affair and I didn't know that as a kid, but it doesn't matter. And like, that's an example of a, like a kid's movie that can deal with mature things in a really well way. I, I, I think this was like a great, great movie. I think yeah. it's laugh out loud funny, and I think it's, yeah, it's it's great. Also, like the idea that the villain is like a rejected fanboy. Yeah, timeless. That is a yes. timeless idea, and I don't know if I can think of an earlier version of that. Like, like I don't know if they've done yeah. that if that had happened in media before. At least not in mainstream, like super. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, no, I, I, yeah, I thought it was great. It's the third act is super, super strong. I think, I mean, the whole thing is, but like, it's just, it's a great Frozen. ending. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Frozen. Yeah. And then Frozen's great. the way, the way they have to defeat the monster and then it becomes about like everything comes back. Everything ties back in the capes ties back in Jack, Jack. Oh, you're normal. That ties back in and it becomes a thing. 
yeah it's so it's great movie uh other movie i watched uh is i am currently on a rather strange bender uh well bender challenge where a bender (laughs) i I want to go through david lynch and steven spielberg's catalogs and so i'm gonna be trading (laughs) i don't i couldn't tell you why those are the two i've chosen i think it's just that they're both good directors that i realize i've seen not that much of their work Mm. Um, so I watched David Lynch's Lost Highway, uh, which is a great movie. It's like a really like mind-bending neo-noir movie that on the surface might seem like it's just nonsense in some ways where it's like what's happening. But it's actually – it's so – it's very well-written, I think. It's actually incredible the way that it it is able to be this like wacky – like what the fuck is going on movie while also having very clear central themes and establishing them really quickly with visual language and writing so that you can develop on them. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but there's just, there's a moment that's probably like 30, 40 minutes into the movie where you're like, what? And then, and then it spends the next like little bit. It's whatever. I won't spoil it, Yeah, but it's a, it's an insane movie. It's really, really well done um i'm excited to watch more david lynch this is a great movie so i would definitely recommend it to people cool peter do you have any predators picks i have one so last sunday i watched the french dispatch and uh i'm personally more about like feature film like everything cohesive together instead of a collection of short stories but like if we look at the individual short stories presented in the French Dispatch. They're each charming at Wes Anderson in their own way. Uh, but this did make me more excited for uh, Astro City because Astro City will be one cohesive film instead of a collection of short stories. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. And Jeffrey Wright's uh, Chef One has got to be my favorite out of no. the uh, all the newspaper articles. Or yeah. Magazine articles, I think, yeah. Yeah, Peter and I have had lengthy off-pod discussions about his take on on the French Dispatch and whether that's like a warranted take. But I think ultimately what we decided was there's an element of subjective criticism where if you don't like a movie, you can't be wrong for that. Right. You know, like where at but in addition, critiquing a movie because Critiquing a movie for not having like the form or the characteristics it was never trying to have is also not really a great criticism. So like Peter, you said like you didn't like that it had no central narrative to, and my response was it was never supposed to. And that's just the way that movie is. In some movies, it's not the only ones. They're not meant to be like that. It's well, it's just a taste thing, right? Like, and that's fine, but yeah, like, yeah. So we had a discussion about that, but I will say that I am a, I I'm a fan of the French Dispatch. I really like that one. So, yeah, I just Not wanted good. to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, next week we, well, we might have to do Dungeons and Dragons. My, my I, vote is D and don't want to see. I can't watch a movie <laughs> about guy who made a product. I just can't. Okay, do it. he doesn't want to watch Air, and I kind of made a loose promise to Peter. So, looks like maybe we'll be doing D and D. Uh, if you like us, go check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Predator V Movies. 
Uh, if you like my thoughts on movies, go check me out on Letterboxd at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. I leave reviews. Um, I, I'm Aiden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are Aiden. <laughs> I also have a Letterboxd. Uh, it's uh, at 810sunny. That's 810-S-O-N-N-Y. My name is Wombo. I also leave reviews sometimes, although they are usually not lengthy, but go follow me. Yeah, I've also gotten pretty short with my reviews. I need to get back into it. Uh, Peter, do you have anything to plug? Oh. No, don't. Uh, okay, so I actually like to plug my. No, I'm just kidding. I don't Stop. have anything. To plug. <laughs> you and you know what that means, means guys. <laughs> so review we, time. Peter didn't plug anything, which means you guys have to review the podcast. That's the you deal. Have to. Yeah, that's the legal binding contract. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That was uh, that was the show. That's the yep. that's, that's it. That's the show. That's it, dude. That's it. See you guys next week. Mario, yep. go home. Wait, am I, am I supposed to do something? Is it, are we? Oh, huh? oh, until yeah. next time. Oh, right. Until yeah. next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this is Predator vs. Movies. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>